Good evening, everyone. I'd like to welcome everyone to our Saturday night uh, streaming from Gospel Assembly Church in Mississauga. We are looking forward to a wonderful time in the Lord. Let's join our hearts together. There are certain needs that we are going to pray at this time that the Lord will meet these needs. Eternal God and our Father, we thank you for your mercies. We thank you for the time that we can, you've allowed us to come together. Touch every heart, Lord, that is uh, responding at this time to your word, to your spirit. Meet these needs. There are so many. You're aware of them all. Commit them to you. Appreciate your mercies and your love towards your people. In your precious, wonderful name, thou art great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Savior Jesus 
Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. 
songs we're singing. I greatly appreciate the Lord for tonight. And we let's give our heart and our ears to the precious word of God. At this time, I'll ask Brother Sam to come and speak to you. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. They say uh, these wipes, they are 99 percent effective well the blood of Jesus is a hundred percent and we appreciate the Lord so much for this time that we have we can gather together and in the house of God it's always good uh, to be in God's house and we are starting to see uh, the attendance increasing a little unfortunately uh, Canada Ontario uh, we are experiencing, or entering into the fourth wave. And that is only because uh, of unvaccinated people and a lack of social distancing. A lot of people don't realize how important it is to stay uh, at the distance that uh, the protocol uh, requires. And, a lot of people don't believe that there's COVID-19. They feel that it's just, uh, it's just a myth. It's something that uh, it's not real. Well, a lot of people don't believe that sin is real either. And uh, we are glad that, that we are able to understand not only the scriptures, but uh, the requirements of the land and some of the laws and the principles that uh, are established in our country and around the world. And uh, we want to obey that. Uh, sometimes we can forget and uh, get a little too familiar with each other, and that's not, uh, that's not uh, uh, important for us to do. So we thank the Lord that we can gather together Saturday night in God's house and... and uh, to worship God. I uh, thank God for the lighthouse. You know, I like these songs that we're singing. Thank God for the lighthouse. I owe my life to Him. Think about a time when you were going through your hard uh, situations and trials and when, uh, when things seem so tough and hard, <clears throat> you find that there's always that place that you can turn to. And God has been good to every one of us. We find comfort and we find peace in Him. Uh, COVID-19 has been the talk for the past two years. And it's not a blessing. It's, uh, it's the result of sin. 
And the scripture says, what we sow, we will reap. And if every person today would try to uh, do a complete analysis of their own lives and see what they are currently reaping, they'll understand what they have been sowing uh, in the past. Uh, you, you plant tomatoes, you will reap tomatoes. And you plant hatred, you'll reap hatred. As much as you plant love, you will reap love. See, God is not a liar. And he gives us exactly uh, what, we, uh, what we need and what we would have. And uh, we live in an age and a time that the gospel, the word of God has been preached around the world. And not only in our assembly here in Mississauga, but uh, every Christian church, if you think about uh, throughout this land of ours, it has been preached, the Word of God. And we know quite a bit about Jesus and the principles of God and the laws and the commandments of God. But really, do we know Him personally? And uh, do we follow his principles if we keep his commandments? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, the scripture says. Many a times when I am down and feeling uh, uh, discouraged, and which is quite often, I can turn to the Psalms and to find comfort. David went through quite a bit of hard times himself. <clears throat> And that is why he wrote the 51st chapter of Psalms. Uh, when he says, have mercy upon me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness, according to thy tender mercies. He says, blood of my transgressions. And he says, create in me a clean heart, O God. Every day when I examine myself, and I'm sure that every one of you would do that too, when you examine yourself and you see God in his holiness and his righteousness, that's how you see yourself so miserable and sinful and the more light we are exposed to is the more the hidden areas of darkness in our lives are being revealed and that is why I appreciate and I'm thankful for the Word of God that we received whether it's on a Wednesday night or Saturday night or a Sunday I appreciate the messages that we have been receiving I appreciate the messenger. It's one thing to uh, show appreciation for the message. It's another thing to show appreciation for the messenger that's delivering the message. And we've heard here recently, we've heard that uh, it's, uh, it's the messenger that receives the word from God. Not everyone that saith, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of God. Not everyone that uh, stands behind the Bible stand and preaches is ordained of God. Not everyone that uh, say Jesus is Lord uh, is sent by the Lord. The scripture said that might have been in, in, uh, in uh, Job when he says, If there be a messenger with him, an interpreter, a messenger has to have a message. And the message is not coming from himself. The message that the ordained minister or messenger is delivering is a message that comes from God. 
And too many individuals and people in our time and preachers in our time are claiming that they're receiving messages from God. Well, it's, uh, it's so surprising to know that uh, so many churches are in our time. Different denominations, different organizations that claim that they are all sent by God and yet they preach and teach differently and behaviors are different. But if I get to understand God and I get to understand uh, His ways and His principles, and if I keep His laws and commandments, I would be blessed. See, many went, but few were sent. How shall they call upon Him of whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on Him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher or a messenger? And that's a messenger sent by God. And how shall they preach except they be sent? And so God has helped us over the years to understand, and I'm not here to, to criticize organizations and religious groups uh, in, the, in the country around the world. I'm here to show appreciation for what we have and what God has blessed us with. See, there are many individuals, when you look back from where you're coming from, the background, some might be a religious background, some might be a background that... That was uh, far from God. And uh, God has delivered us uh, from this age of darkness and sinfulness. And a world of darkness and sin. And has brought us to his kingdom of light. And that is where our appreciation is tonight. That God has brought us to a place that is light. And that is a, that is a, a place where we can receive guidance and direction from him. But ever so often, our minds, sometimes if we are not careful, our minds would go back to our past. And that's where uh, our, 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 our destruction would be. And uh, traditions of the past could be a very, very strong disadvantage to a child of God if they don't get rid of those things. And it's easy to shake certain habits, but it's hard to shake certain habits. A child of God should not even go back to go to a, a psychiatrist uh, when they're going through a, a period of depression. There is quite a bit of depression in our time. And my heart goes out to everyone that has gone through some period of hardship. And those of you who have lost loved ones and, and dear ones and, and friends and family members, our hearts go out to you. Uh, Sister Grace, it's good to see you tonight here. And uh, it's good to know that uh, regardless of circumstances and situation, the Lord Jesus could be our comforter. He could give us strength. And uh, when you go to a psychiatrist, they would all they do is to try to dig up your past and ask you what your childhood was. And uh, were you abused as a child? Were you given a, uh, the improper treatment or Guidance? Were you uh, given the wrong uh, culture when you were a child growing up? Uh, that could, uh, they say that could reflect what you're going through today, the challenges you have psychologically. Well, in Jesus, when we accept the Lord Jesus in our lives, when Christ, who died on the cross to save us from our traditions of the past and our sins of the past, Paul said, he says, forgetting those things which are behind Amen. and reaching far to those things which are before I press towards the mark of the high calling 
So I should not go back to the past. Don't let your past affect your future in God. And we have had instructions from God's Word to help us to know how to conduct ourselves. Not only in the church, but how to behave in society. How to be lights. How to let our lights shine in this evil and, uh, and this dark world that we live in. And God has really, really helped us. Uh, Wednesday night, I think, was a precious uh, service we've had. As a matter of fact, all the services are precious and wonderful. But specifically, specifically on Wednesday night, I, uh, I appreciate there are two people that we, we, we learned about and we heard about on Wednesday. It was a man and his wife, a couple that uh, was dedicated towards the work of the Lord. And over in the 18th chapter of, of Acts of the Apostle, uh, when, uh, when Paul was talking about two individuals, he talked about uh, a man by the name of uh, Aquila. We always say Priscilla and Aquila, but Paul said Aquila and Priscilla. Uh, it was a husband and a wife that uh, was uh, devoted uh, to the work of the Lord, was dedicated to the work of God, spent their time and uh, their effort uh, to help uh, Paul the Apostle. That is why when he was writing, I think might have been in Romans, it is uh, uh, Romans the 16th chapter when he was greeting certain individuals uh, in the church and and one of the, the couples that he greeted was Priscilla and Aquila. Uh, he, they have been the, his faithful helper in the work of the Lord. And he made mention that the, this couple was, uh, they had uh, uh, laid down their necks. And not that they were willing to, but they actually laid down their necks for Paul the Apostle. And when you look at that and uh, you think about what Jesus said, if any man will be my disciple... Let him deny himself. I feel that laying down their necks or their life, uh, put their life in, in, uh, in that position for the Apostle Paul, uh, they were actually denying themselves. Uh, when the Paul wrote here in, uh, in, uh, in uh, um, Timothy, I think it is, in, the, in, this, in 2 Timothy, the third chapter, and we have looked at this so many times, and we really appreciate uh, the, the lessons we're getting here in, in uh, this assembly, Paul said here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, when he says, This know also in the last days perilous times shall come. And uh, the perilous times is not COVID-19 or uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the Delta virus or all of these diseases and, and earthquakes and, and the natural disasters. This is not the perilous times that Paul was talking about in 2 Timothy, the third chapter. When he says, uh, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. You can't find that Priscilla and Aquila, or Aquila and Priscilla, love themselves uh, more than they love the Apostle Paul. They were willing to lay down their lives. You see, we live in a time now that people are are getting frustrated with what's happening. And they're getting worried and, and concerned with what's going on. And there are some others, they're, they're concerned, yes, and I'm included in this, the others, that uh, instead of uh, uh, blaming the government and blaming all, this thing, all these things around us in society, uh, they find the opportunity and the reason to seek after God more than ever. 
to, as a matter of fact, to get closer to the Lord. And this time we are living in is not a time to complain. It's not a time to find fault. It's not a time to join a group in protesting against the government or uh, against whatever laws and regulations that we have. It's a time, if you were to get to gather together, it's not a time uh, to be in oneness like the Tower of Babel. The people that was building the Tower of Babel were in oneness. But it's a oneness and a gathering like they gathered on the day of Pentecost in the upper room. It's a, a gathering together of unity and oneness, seeking after God and calling upon Him. Amen. And seeking after him because if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. You see the earth uh, is, uh, is designed in such a way when there is a sin in the land. The scripture says the inhabitants of the earth will suffer because the earth will vomit out the inhabitants thereof. And what we're seeing right now is only a result, an end result of sin. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's happening in our time. And uh, God needs to touch our minds and our hearts. The same revelation we had when we accepted the Lord Jesus in our lives and in our hearts. The same revelation. It's, it's not gone cold. It's amazing that so many people... I've tasted of the good word of God and I've tasted of salvation and they've turned back and gone back to that uh, old uh, wallowing uh, in the mire. It's sad when uh, God has delivered his people uh, from the downhill and set them among princes. And so those people, because of pressure and because of circumstances and negative situations, they have decided to leave that position that they have with princes and go back to the beggarly elements, the dunghill. And so they've gone backwards when God wants us to go forward and wants us to grow and develop in Him. And we can ask ourselves the simple question for the past five years, uh, the past 10 years, or the past year, how much have I personally developed in God? How much have I grown? G-R-O-W-N, not G-R-O-A-N. It's G-R-O-W-N that's uh, developed spiritually in God. Uh, ha has my prayer life increased? Uh, have, I, have I gone through a, a, a day with much prayer or no prayer? I think as human beings, sometimes we tend to follow the advice of the medical field, medical world, and physicians out here, rather than following the instructions of God's Word. Well, we need to take this medication three times a day. Uh, shake this bottle and take it three times a day. Well, the best prescription a child of God could have is to follow God's prescription and God's direction. Instead of shake, taking that medication three times a day, why don't we pray three times a day? Why don't we read our Bibles three times a day? Seek after Him. We ought to pray, Paul says, men ought to pray always. It doesn't mean that I have to clasp my hands and close my eyes when I'm praying. You'll have a hard time doing that driving your car. But when he said men ought to pray always, he simply meant that men have to be God conscious or women has to be God conscious at all times. 
whatever activities you are involved in, you can keep God in your mind. Whether you are the grocery store, or whether you're driving on the road, whether you're employed at work, you have to be God conscious at all times. And so you can have that strong connection with God. And Paul said here, he says, uh, without natural affection, uh, he says, uh, uh, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fears, despisers of those that are good. And sad to say, we have seen that displayed and demonstrated so much in our time. Uh, we, have, we have drawn our own conclusions, not realizing good from evil. We don't know, we living in a time that we are having a hard time, people are having a hard time uh, to, to distinguish between the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Uh, people are having a hard time dis distinguishing between light and darkness, uh, within good and evil. And that is because the scriptures we are getting and scriptures we learn on Wednesday night uh, are lessons given by God's anointed. And I appreciate that. Uh, we see this, uh, this what we have here, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the Word of God, and it's the Bible. And some people would hold on uh, to the 66 book of the Bible and say, that's all that we have. Well, there's a reason why the Acts of the Apostles is not completed. I believe that there's still much to be added to the church in our time. I still believe that God has an anointed ministry that He has been using not only he is used back 2,000 years ago, but I believe that today God is using individuals uh, that he has called into the ministry, that he has touched their minds and given them a message. But it's so hard for us sometimes and for people sometimes to accept uh, what God is doing if they don't see some uh, supernatural uh, uh, demonstration. But you and I, if we were living in the days of the Apostle Paul, would we have accepted the Apostle Paul as much as we accepted him today when we read in the, his works in the Bible? If we were sitting in the Corinthian church, would we have had a message or a, a heart that would uh, pant after God or accept Paul the Apostle as much as we would accept him today when we read his writings in the Word of God in the Scriptures? If we were li living in the days of Peter, uh, the Peter we knew that uh, that fisherman, that uh, uh, before Peter received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, before he was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit, uh, his words were not as effective. What he had to say was not as effective as it was when he got the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when he stood up on the day of Pentecost under that divine inspiration and anointing of God and the Holy Ghost touched his mind. And that lesson that he gave today, uh, that the lesson we can read today that he gave on the day of Pentecost, we can call scripture. When we read uh, that fisherman that so many people did not have confidence in, uh, they classified as ignorant of the Lord man. When he was baptized with the Holy Spirit. You see the Holy Ghost makes a difference in the lives of God's people. And if you've got the Holy Spirit in your life. You would recognize quite easily what God is doing. And you'll understand what God is doing and how he's working. And whom he's using to preach his word and his messages today in our time. 
See, God has to touch our minds. God has to touch our eyes. He got, he's got to touch our hearts before we can understand and accept that in our time. See, despisers of those that are good. The only reason why they despise those that are good is because they don't have that true Holy Ghost working in their lives. You see, not spe speaking in tongues does not mean that you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But you have to change and have that true Holy Spirit of God working in you that you can recognize good and you can recognize evil because that Holy Spirit is holy. And you'll be involved in things that are holy because it's the Holy Ghost. Righteousness and holiness would be something that you'll appreciate a whole lot. And Paul went on to say, he says, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, head-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness. Uh, I can put on a good uh, a necktie and a, a suit and come to church and I can uh, uh, sort of tremble my voice when I'm speaking and I lift my hands and shout and shake. Well, if God does not shake me, I should not shake. If God doesn't cause my hand to tremble, I should not tremble my hand. It's the fake Holy Ghost. A pretense. I'm just pretending to that I've got the spirit and anointing of God. When Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. That was a genuine anointed by a person of God. Amen. Sent of God. When we received lesson today, I was going over some of the notes. And yesterday, some of the notes. And I find it so, 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 so hard sometimes to grasp everything. And I find it, there's a volume of it is so large. They receive all that has been said. And many a times I know that under the divine inspiration and the anointing of God, we have received lessons that can classify, be classified as scriptures and the word of God. See, God has helped us over the years to understand this. And I appreciate God for that a whole lot. And so here when Paul said, you see, when Paul was, was preaching, he was uh, laying a foundation over here in, uh, it might have been the, the first, uh, first Corinthians, the, the 11th chapter. When Paul said, he says, I have received of the Lord. Paul did not preach from his own head. He did not prepare something out of his own flesh. He says, as I have received of the Lord. He gave them what he received of God. And he laid a foundation. Now hold your finger there and uh, turn over to a, uh, there's a, there's a scripture over in, uh, when Paul was writing here in 1 Corinthians, might have been the third chapter of 1 Corinthians. Uh, he was, uh, when you talk about laying the foundation, uh, my, he says here, uh, he says, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me. You see, that grace of God was given unto him. Paul did not just, uh, just decided to speak or decided to preach or decided to uh, instruct the church out of his own wisdom. It was the grace of God that was given unto him. Yes. He says, as a, given unto me as a wise master builder. See, God instructed him what he ought to speak and what he ought to do and how he ought to build. And it's uh, easy for someone to just try to lay a foundation. 
But sometimes it's necessary when Paul, when the Lord told Jeremiah, he says, you ought to pull down, you ought to break down, you ought to destroy before you can build again. It's sometimes necessary for one to disengage and then re-engage again because the foundation that they're working with, it's not stable enough. It's not right enough. It was not laid there by God's instruction, but it was just something fickle. And so that individual having the mind that is touch of God and having the grace of God given unto them and receiving from God the instruction how they ought to tear that down and build from scratch again the right and the proper foundation. That is why he said, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. And not only he laid the foundation, he says, let every man take heed how he build thereupon. You just can't come and anybody, any, any individual or person can come and any preacher can come and try to build on that foundation that God has laid. They have to be very careful. They have to have a mind like Paul had that is touched of God, that is instructed by God how to build that foundation. Paul made a statement, I think uh, I might have been in Romans, uh, when he says, the 15th chapter of Romans, he says, I strive uh, not to preach the gospel where Christ is named, he says, lest I'll be building on another man's foundation. Not everywhere that you have Jesus as Lord being preached means that there's a foundation I can go and build upon. No, that's another man's foundation. But he says, I got to be careful now how I build. Not every place. That's why he made mention also in Ephesians. He says, we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. We're not building upon something that we felt was handed down by our grandparents or ancestors. And something that God had nothing to do with. But we are built upon the apostles, the foundation of the apostles. And the prophets, the truth, and the scriptures, and the word of God that was established by the apostles and the prophets. And even the Lord Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone and that is where we are today we are found today we are given the opportunity that our lives could be built not on sinking sand no but upon a solid rock and they remember that God was their rock David said and the higher God their redeemer and so we need to pay attention to lessons that are given to us when Paul what Paul was writing here in in the, in the in 2 Timothy chapter 2, I think it is, when he says uh, he was writing and giving instructions to Timothy, when he says, uh, he says that the things that I was heard of me, among many witnesses, he says the same commit thou, the same, what, what same? The same things that you have heard of me. What things? The same things that he has received from the Lord, that he was instructing the church with. He said, the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. He said, the same thou commit thou to faithful men who will not divert or add to it or, or change the true meaning of. But they will have that same spirit, that same wisdom, that same anointing, that same zeal. The same word that received would be distributed among other people. Uh, 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 distributed and, and, and preached among other people. Don't change the meaning thereof. And so Paul said here also, when he was writing in 2 Timothy uh, chapter, uh, chapter 2, uh, he was writing to Timothy, he talks about that very clearly. He says, uh, he says endure, hard, endure hardness as a good soldier. Uh, he says, uh, 
uh, consider what I say, verse 7, 2 verse 7. He says, consider what I say. Uh, uh, I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Unless God touch our minds, we won't understand. Especially when there is a messenger that's local. Unless God opens our understanding, we would not have the respect and giving the attention that is needed. You see, he says, he says, you consider what I say. He says, uh, he continued to say, he says, if we suffered him, we'll, we'll reign with him. He went on in verse 15, he says, study to show thyself approved unto God. Study what? Study the things that I've given to you. The things that I was heard of me among many witnesses. And that is why I have a notebook. And that notebook, I take notes. When I listen to a lesson and I listen to a message, I take notes. But when it's all over, that's not put aside as file, archive notes, they would call it. That's not archive notes. It's notes that I go back into and I refresh my memory. And I search other areas of the scriptures where I can link other things to that note. Study the lessons that we are given. Workmen that needeth not be ashamed, rightly. Don't misrepresent the lessons that we got. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. When God gives us a lesson, that's exactly what God wants us to have. And He chose us a lesson that's appropriate for our time. During this whole COVID experience, we have had lessons that dealt with our hearts and our lives, our lifestyle. Lessons that will keep us away from the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. <laughs> he, says, uh, he says, remember now. He says the things. He says, remember, continue thou in the things. I think he was writing to, uh, to, to, uh, to Timothy. He says, continue in the things that I was heard and learned and seen. It's not only have I heard and learned, but I have been blessed to see. And this is where a man of God comes in that he is an example of the Lord Jesus Christ. See his prayer life. See his delivery of the word of God. See his heart and compassion for those that are around him that are in need. Paul was that perfect example. And God is raising up people in our time and ministers in our time whose hearts go out for the people. No wonder he says like a nurse. Sometimes he would be like a nurse that would nurse and care for the people. As a woman that's in travail, he says, so I, he's in travail in birth for the people. And we are blessed to sit under a ministry that is caring for our souls. There is no financial gain in this ministry. There is no material gain in this ministry. There is no public recognition in this ministry. 
But the very purpose and goal and aim of this ministry is to see that you and I, God's people, accept the message and begin to change their lives and turn their lives around so they can be in the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we are blessed to be among God's people today. See, either we accept it or we reject it. When Peter was writing, he wrote about Paul. If we were living in the days of Paul, and Paul was sending letters to us, what would we have called his letters? Today we call it scriptures because our hindsight allows us to see that. But if I was sitting in that congregation and Paul has given me a letter to read, would I call that scripture? Well, Peter said, and accounted a long-suffering of the Apostle Paul. He says, God has touched his mind. Paul, he says, had wrote things hard in 2 Peter, the third chapter. Hard to be understood. Which those that are unstable and unlearned rest. To rest means to twist from the true meaning of as they do the other scriptures. Paul, Peter recognized that God was using Paul. And whatever he was writing, he called it scripture. Later on, Paul wrote and he said, he says, preach the word. The things that I was heard of me among many witnesses, study to sort, show thyself approved. What are you ought to preach? The things I'm giving you. As I receive of God, I'm giving that to you. See, and I give that to you, it's called scripture. But then it turned around, he says, preach the word. What word? The scripture, the same scripture I'm giving unto you. Be instant in season. And out of season, we need to accept that as the word of God. And God has blessed us over the years to see his word come to pass. May God open our hearts and may God open our understanding to understand that all scripture, he said, is given by the inspiration of God. Or... Like the right translation said, all scripture in spite of God is profitable, is beneficial. And over the times that we have sat here in this congregation or we have heard it over the year, whatever we are receiving, may God help us to have the understanding to accept them as God's word. That if we can abide by the principles that God is giving us, God is giving us today. We would be blessed and we would receive our reward yes. in the end. This is a good time we are living in. You may say that it's bad and it's, it's, it's trouble sometimes, but we are living in the best of times and in the worst of times. Regardless of all the darkness that's found in Egypt, there is light in Goshen. In spite of the plagues that surround Egypt, there is a group of people that's been protected by the blood of Jesus Christ. You put the blood on the doorpost of your hearts and you'll be protected from the evil that is in society. Thousands shall fall on thy side and 10,000 on the right hand. It's easy to quote that scripture, but if we really keep God's laws and his principles and his commandments, if we have these lessons we're getting, receive it as the word of God, his word, would protect us 
He'll direct our step. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Not only these 66 books of the word of God and the, the Bible, but words that we are getting today in our time as the word of God. He'll direct our steps and our path. No wonder the word of God is a, it brings entrance. The entrance of thy word give it light and understanding to the simple. When the world is confused, he will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. This is a blessed congregation we are living here today. And we thank God for this today. Hand it over to Brother Singh. Very good words from Brother Sam. And I thought last week Brother John did good, Brother Sam here. And um, didn't Brother John do nice conducting the service tonight? Yes, sir. And um, we will continue practicing until it becomes perfect. I'm standing here tonight because I want us all in a few minutes to stand and pray. Pray for the work in Haiti. Um, last Monday, I was asked by a group, the group, the bigger group in Haiti, um, Brother Nick's work, to, to speak to the young people uh, by Zoom. And so I spoke, um, Brother Dave's and Brother Glenn Goodwin um, and myself. I spoke to the young people in Haiti. And, you know, you carry a burden for Haiti. I remember Brother Caesar, the late Brother Caesar. Um, he was my friend. He was my friend, and I could tell him anything. There are a few people I could tell anything. And I remember telling him, I said, Brother Caesar, uh, you need to raise up some men in your assembly, in your work, because he was like a one-man leader. Uh, like Julius Caesar, when he walks in to a meeting, everybody stands up. Uh, everybody stands up. And uh, Brother Caesar, uh, uh, God bless his, his heart, uh, they say he was a good man. And uh, he would walk into that assembly, to that meeting, and at the entrance of his church, when he's coming in, he always comes a little late. And that is because the band has to stand on both sides of the entrance when he's walking in. And when he walks in, it's like Julius Caesar uh, walking in and everybody's blowing their instruments. And when it's done, then they go up to the platform and sit and then he's there. And I told him, and I said before that he was somebody that I could tell anything to. And I said, old man, uh, you're gonna die and your work will go to hell. I tell a man that that's strong words. He says, what you mean, Brother Singh? And Brother Richard was with me. I said, because you're a one-man leader, you need to raise up some men to be able to take the work on. Do you know he took my advice? He took my advice, and before he was ready to die, his son and a few other important men uh, took the work over. Haiti has been bombarded time and time again. Uh, recently, their, pri their president got assassinated. And uh, today, there was a massive seven point something on the Richter scale earthquake that shook the island. It shook the island so strong that even uh, islands way off, Cuba and other islands around, felt the impact.
And there is a lot of destruction right now in Haiti. The brother that asked me to speak to the young people, he sent a message to me and said they are safe. And uh, Brother Caesar Jr. Uh, sent a message to me today before the earthquake. He says, I have not spoken to you for a long time, so I thought of sending you and finding out how you're doing. Uh, when I responded back, it was after the earthquake, and I have not heard back from him. But it was uh, not in the main area that they have, not in close to Port-au-Prince, a little ways off. But I want us to stand and pray for the saints. We don't know who is affected. We don't know what's going on. I believe in prayer. Yes, sir. Prayer works. God does not answer every prayer according to what we want. But who is he that said? And it cometh to pass when the Lord commanded it not. See, God is responsible. You think some germ is defeating God's purpose in the earth? You think some antibiotic is going to defeat God's work in the earth? No, God is in control. And that is why I don't live on YouTube. I live on that book. That's the book I live, listen to. And ever so often, someone will come and tell me something about YouTube and whatever. And I said, I don't want to hear it. I listen to the word of God, and when I stand, I pray that God will touch my mind yes, to say the right thing to the congregation. Sometimes it's me talking. Sometimes the Lord just takes a hold of my mind. Yes, Let's pray. Let's all stand and pray. Father, we thank you tonight that thou art a God that's merciful. Lord, we can say a long prayer, Father, but... You know the desire of our hearts for every child of God and for that island that has been bombarded so many times, Father. Even right now, as we bow our heads, we ask, Father, that you'll have mercy on your people, Father. Protect your people and save the work, Father, we pray. God, we pray that you'll send your angels and strengthen the faith of those that are suffering, Father. We bring that nation before thee. Oh God, a nation bombarded by so many pagan customs. We pray, Father, that you'll keep your people and continue to save your people, Father. Lord, in Jesus' name, we believe you and we commit our friends and our relatives, if we have there, Lord, into your hands. We know that your hands are the safest hands in the entire universe. And so, Father, we have all confidence in Thee. Bless everyone following, on, following us online tonight and bless our service tomorrow, we ask in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. God bless you all.